1: know a lot about golf. Well, we're
2: waiting.
0: It is time for us, those weekend golf guys. Here we are. I'm John Ashton in the confines of a comfortable radio studio. And he is in the confines of the high-tech, geeked-out, gadget-laden golf cave in Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course. Jeff Smith, how are you, sir?
3: Yeah, you know what the best thing I got in here today is? What? air conditioning <laughs> ah, ah. you might think it's the launch monitor you might think it's the force plates no sir <laughs> it's not the video nope it's not the k-vest nope it's not the 4d motion stuff it's not the Capto putting software none of that stuff no sir best thing about today in the golf studio air conditioning <laughs>
0: yeah because it is ah, uh, ah. a little warm out there it's um, a
3: little hot steamy even, you know, all this rain that we've had this last week, you know, all the way up in Noblesville to Sagamore, raining, 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 raining. I and left, you know, I left dry
0: my home, Louisville, Kentucky, and it was pouring rain on Sunday. And I made it all the way up to your neck of the woods in the aforementioned mm-hmm. Noblesville, Indiana, where it was nice, partly sunny. I never really have understood the difference between partly cloudy and partly sunny, but that's something that we can delve into at a later date. It was like part-
3: an optimist versus pessimist thing to me. It's,
0: it's a half full, half empty thing. I, I'm sure that's what it is. But it was a beautiful day. The temperatures did not, did not go beyond 80. I think it was in the, in the mid seventies. Which was great because I was having such a rotten time <laughs> playing golf that, that had it been hot, it would have been just totally miserable. We were at – and we'll, there's, there's a few stories here that you're going to want to hear. But we were at Purgatory Golf Links in Noblesville, Indiana. A, uh, a very difficult yet uh, daily fee public course, which I was unaware yep. of until I got there. You, too, can go to purgatory.
3: People actually pay for that kind of punishment <laughs> That's right. again and again and again.
0: <laughs> Proofing there are masochists in the world.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: Oh, man. But uh, a few things I learned about golf and I learned about myself <laughs> while in purgatory. Or is it at purgatory? I was absent that day in catechism. I have no idea.
3: I think. Guessing the fact that you got out, I'm saying that you were at purgatory. That's true. Because I'm told that once you're in, that's not like a an overnight trip to the Holiday Inn. You get there I'm for what? But when you're in, that's like one of those all inclusive resorts that you just can't seem to find the exit. You
0: can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave.
3: Something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah so take that to heart. Don't leave. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. You know, you can go online and get recipes from the best restaurants in the, in the world, right? And you can u- use that same recipe and you can use the same ingredients and you can try it and you go, man, at the restaurant, it tasted so much better than this. What's the difference? The difference is the quality of the kitchen tools. Your professional chef has access to the best kitchen tools. And so do you now with Made In's professional quality cookware and kitchenware Anyone's capable of making restaurant quality food at home. Made In produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook directly to you without the markup. Right now. Made in is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with the promo code golf guys. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Go to madeincookware.com slash golf guys and use the promo code golf guys for 15% off your first order. Madeincookware.com slash golf guys. Use promo code golf
1: guys. Kicking back with a good cigar. It's a reward. It's a tradition. And if you've been going to a gas station or convenience store, it's expensive. It's time to try famous smoke.com. Famous delivers your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest prices. You know what you buy at a gas station? Gas! Beef jerky, lottery tickets, not cigars. That gas station doesn't watch their humidor like we watch ours. Filled to the rafters with over 1,000 brands like Romeo, Drew Estate, Rocky Patel, Fuente, Macanudo, and more. Millions of cigars in stock, shipped fast, and guaranteed to arrive at your door fresh and ready to smoke. No gas station guarantees that, but we can because Cigars have been our family business for over 80 years. Here's our best deal yet. Go to famoussmoke.com and use promo code 10bucks at checkout. That's 10 bucks. We'll take 10 bucks off your $50 order. If you want real cigars, trust a real cigar shop. Famous Smoke Shop and save $10 now with promo code 10bucks. Only at famoussmoke.com.
0: thanks for hanging. We are Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And I got to say, you got to listen to this man. About three, four weeks ago, we did did an episode of the show. And one of the segments in that show was um, Jeff explaining the difference between getting out of a fairway bunker as opposed to a greenside bunker. And I found myself only once, which was a miracle in and of itself at Purgatory, but only once I found myself... Beautiful drive. You know, it's one of those drives where you go, oh, I can't get to those sand traps. They're out of my range. And then you hit it on the screws <laughs> and you watch the ball fly. You and, and you oh. go, oh, maybe I can. <laughs> As it it hits the ground, bounces once, and then it's in the middle of the, of the fairway b- bunker when you get there. It was 128 yards. 128 yards is normally an easy nine iron for me. You know, depending. If it's downhill with the wind behind me, I hit a a pitching wedge. But normally, it's just a nice, easy nine iron. So I did what you told me to do. I got into that fairway bunker, and I got myself comfortable. And I had the ball just a little bit, maybe centimeters back of center in my stance. And I took a nice, easy swing with an eight iron. And I was on the green. And it was like, man. It's you. This guy knows what he's talking about. I should have started listening to him eons ago. (laughs) I know.
3: (laughs) Given the fact that we've been doing this for now nearly nine years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that had you taken some of this on earlier, you would be thinking it's more commonplace today. Yeah. As opposed to an epiphany.
2: Yeah.
0: If you're in Purgatory, Epiphany is one of the words that makes sense, isn't it? But anyhow, it's a great golf course. It's a Lynx-style course. Uh, Not a whole lot of water. A whole lot of sand. And it's one of those courses, and this is something that I don't know if there's any way around it. I was playing, in, and this is, again, I I, I want to reiterate. This is Terry Edwards. We've had him on the air, the Capital Golf Tour. It all goes to help wounded warriors because Terry is one. He was wounded in Afghanistan in 2011, and this is his opportunity to give back. He's charging seventy dollars per person per tournament per day. You can't play Purgatory oh, for seventy bucks. No, you can't. I no. was
3: about to mention that you can't play. I've seen the, the list of places that Terry's got. You can't pe- play those courses for seventy bucks. No, most of them. I, he's you got to do it.
0: Got a two day deal coming up at the end of September up at French Lick. One day on the Pete Dye course for seventy bucks. One day on the Donald Ross course. For 70 bucks. I want you to do some math for me. $120 to Guess play what? the Ross. You
3: can't touch that.
0: $330 to play the, the Pete die. Add it up, people. That's $450 worth of golf for $140.
3: Yeah, that's what you do. That's, a, yeah. that's what it tells you. Yeah. You don't have to ask a lot of questions of, should I do this? It's no. Just sign up. Do it. Just do it. It'll yeah. be the greatest experience to be playing at French Lick. You know what? They'll make you a deal on the room down there, too. I'm sure they will. Oh, yeah. And
0: two weeks after that, it's Firestone. Firestone Country Club for 70 bucks. You can't get to Firestone. You can't get on Firestone. You can't play Firestone. No matter how much money you got. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, and, that's, and they've got like 40 more tournaments throughout the course of the year, too. So just check it out. It's Capital, CapitalGolf.net. Um, but I digress. But again, it's one of my many talents. I do it well, so I do it often. But one of the problems and being that, you know, we there, we did our local show live from Noblesville uh, on Sunday at 11, which you can always catch if you just do search, just go to Spreaker.com, look for uh, those weekend golf guys live, and we are there. But I was not able to preview the course at all. You know, it was do the show, put your equipment away, load up the cart, hit the first tee. It's not well-marked. They don't have maps at the tee boxes. Uh, There are no continuous cart paths. The cart paths are at the tees, and then they stop, and then they pick up again when you get to the green where you're supposed to exit the fairway. So you really can't follow the cart path to figure out where the hole goes. GPS is not included in the cart. You have to have your own GPS system, but sometimes those are rather suspect. It was difficult to know where to go. It's one of those courses where you go, okay, maybe I shot, But the next time I come, (laughs) I'll know where to go and I'll be able to score much better.
3: You know what that is? You just mentioned a few of the things that make purgatory not heaven. (laughs) Right? What do you think about some of the names of the golf holes out there?
0: Oh, yeah. and That's a fun thing, man. They're all named. (laughs) All 18.
3: They They got a par five on the back. It's number 13. John, you remember this. Do you, know, do you have any idea how long that sucker is from the back, back, back tee? It's
0: 700 and something yards, isn't it?
3: it I love this because it's the name of the hole is Everlasting Torment. <laughs> <laughs> it just so like, goes on yeah, and on forever. Here we go. <laughs> you know, and that, and that par three on the back 17, the one with uh, that little speck of a green mm-hmm. inside of all that bunkering, mm-hmm. where you've got like this, this acre. Of sand all the way around. All around. And then you've got, oh yeah, by the way, they put a green right in the middle of this thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, they call that one Hell's Half Acre.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> right? Of course, yeah. they've got one that twists and turns a little bit. Naturally, they called that hole the serpent. Yes. <laughs> you know. I love stuff like that. It's entertaining, right?
0: John Milton would be proud. you
3: know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If if he ever got a chance to get
3: there. There was a course uh, down in Pinehurst many moons ago and they've closed it since. And I think that the Pinehurst resort has actually bought it to make it number 10 or 11 or 62 (laughs) or whatever many golf courses they own right down there. I don't know. Um, but it used to be called the pit and it was out of an old quarry uh, okay. and they had an Island T to an Island green. <laughs> it was amazing.
0: And, and a scuba diver. And
3: they, and they used to, they used to name their, their holes out there too. And they, and it was under this, this theme of a, a railroad car, kind of a thing you know out of a gravel pits
0: right yeah yeah
3: so you could play the spike tees or the screw tees or the anvil tees <laughs> or the i don't know what other kind of implements they had but it was it was entertaining right yeah yeah but it was another one of those kind of golf courses where you get there and you're like okay so where do I have to go <laughs> I don't see it yeah um yeah i let's go that way there seems to be a clearing in the trees <laughs> Let's try that route.
0: Yeah, as, as, so I guess the, the bottom line. So I guess the bottom line would be um, definitely if you're anywhere in the area of Noblesville, Indiana, go play Purgatory. Um, but good rule of thumb is either play, bring some, when, someone with you who's been there before, or go for the second time. Just go once, just to, just to, for the experience. Don't expect to play well and then go back a second time and try to take advantage. So that's what I'm going to do. Cause I was on number 17 and you never guessed where I put my tee shot.
3: Well, I'm, I'm hoping it was on the green. <laughs> it wasn't.
0: Not it, on that. it was in the sand, but I hinged and thumped my way to two feet from the pin, man.
3: Isn't that nice?
0: <clears throat> yeah, it was one of the three holes that I managed to par on the entire. And th- thank God they said, in the interests of time, double par is all you can do. <laughs> or my score would have been even more atrocious. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying about that.
3: You know, <laughs> I think that I have helped countless people hit really good bunker shots. Yes, you with have. The understanding that the hinge and thump is that they're smacking sand with the bottom of the club, Yep. but they're coming in steeply Yep. and the ball pops up, yep. comes out. And many people have found that that's the easiest way for them to get it up, out and close. Yep,
0: it is. And it works first time every time. It's unreal. It is. We've got more. They, we'll and you right. know
3: what? You don't even have to buy one of those alien wedges to do it.
0: (laughs) You remember that bad boy? I do. I do. They've got some more new stuff coming out too. We can, we can visit in a minute. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it. If you were to go there and like us, we'd love it even more. If you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. Guys, our better halves have been fantasizing about the perfect wedding ring. Cut, clarity, carrot, color Yeah, the four C's. They know all about that stuff. For us, it's round. You want the gold one or you want the white gold one? That's basically your choice. Manly bands is where you need to go. They're here to rescue you from an otherwise hellish band-buying experience. I got one. This thing is so cool, I could customize it. I could tell them how wide I wanted it. I could tell them what material I wanted it made out of. And and they could choose from like anything on Earth. Wood, dinosaur sword bone, I got mine tungsten. I don't know what tungsten is, but it sounded very cool, and it looks fantastic. So once you select your band, well, Manly Band will ship it to you free worldwide, and also give you thirty days uh, to exchange it and give you a free warranty. And to order your Manly Band, it's easy. You'll get twenty one percent off the price plus a free silicone ring if you go to Manlybands.com/golfguys. That's Manlybands.com/golfguys. Get twenty one percent off the price of Manly Bands, the best. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5Golf the number $5club.com. We are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course, which is uh, about three-quarters of the way to Purgatory. So next time I think I'm just gonna stop there. <laughs> at your place where you're coming from yeah Uh, anyhow it's a good time we we were sitting back i know we don't talk about the pga tour much if at all but there are some things in in golf because we watch it i will admit we we are interested by it we are entertained by it and you know i think would be very entertaining coming up on the u.s open wouldn't it be great if bryson dechambeau and Brooks Kepka were paired together
3: <laughs> in the final round. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the um, final round. Man, you want to talk about high drama. You know yeah. what would happen? The networks wouldn't broadcast any other group. It would oh, no. be that show the entire day because everybody would watch that All
0: one. day long, they would. Somebody described Brooks Kepka to me as. The high school quarterback that you hated, <laughs> the guy who just was was so good looking, so athletically inclined, all the cheerleaders wanted to date him. And he turned out, for the most part, to use that against everybody and, and kind of have a bully's attitude toward most people. If he didn't like you, you were unlikable. If he didn't like you, he made sure everybody else didn't like you. You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, I just get the impression and I know I could be totally wrong. I have been once or twice before in my life, but I just get the impression that that's the kind of guy Brooks Koepka is.
3: You know, I don't know. I haven't met him, Yeah. but I get it. Yeah. He's big. He's strong. He's a good looking guy. And he plays in the big events to win the big events. Yep. I get it. Nothing wrong with that.
0: No, nothing at all.
3: But I, I don't know much about him as a person, but I do know the guy who coached him most of the way through his career and spends time with him now, but doesn't isn't really his coach. He's somewhat of a father figure mentor right now. Oh, okay. And this guy is one of the greatest guys ever. This guy is a legend. His name's Warren Botkey. Okay. And Warren just tells stories about him as just as a guy. And the things that I hear out of Warren about Brooks Kepka are all fun.
2: Really? Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't know. And maybe he's coming across this way to you and to, to many others just as a persona on television. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's really sure that
0: it, that that is just the impression I get just looking at him his, his uh, total disdain for a person that he can't hide or won't hide. You know,
3: no, I don't really think he thinks a whole lot of uh, Bryson DeChambeau. No, I don't think he thinks very highly of him at all. I don't think so. Here's another thing, though. You got to wonder how much of this is real and how much of this is real versus or and theater embellished because of this this thing that the PGA Tour has done is started offering. Basically, an awful lot of money to have the players promote the tour in one way or another. Right. Makes you wonder. Yeah. In the world that we live in, people understand that there's conflict in the world and they like a story and they like conflict and they like little, um, petty stuff. Yeah. It and this,
0: this would be the perfect scenario and the perfect couple for a scenario like that to, to create a little theater is you've got the good looking jock don't on really one hand like
3: each other anyway.
0: Yeah. You've got the good looking jock on one hand and then you've got the brainiac on the other hand. And that would send everybody back to high school, right? <laughs> how many, how many times <laughs> it would, did, it? did that come into, uh, into play? And you know, one thing too, about Bryson, I I know he's a genius and, you know, we, we talked with somebody who was designing a new shaft, uh, in conjunction with Bryson, helping him. Bryson was helping them with the physics. And even the head engineer of the project had to go back after conversation with Bryson and look stuff up <laughs> from his college textbooks because he hadn't the slightest idea what Bryson was talking about. Okay. But it, it was very high level physics. The man looks so uncomfortable playing golf. I don't understand. He's
3: more comfortable swinging a club than he does putting.
0: Well, still, he looks so stiff, no matter what he's doing. Yeah, it's—I mean,
3: but you know what? It works you know, for him, actually. I, wasn't actually, he it, in in 2020 last year? Wasn't he the number one putter on tour inside of eight feet?
0: Uh, probably.
3: I—I
0: I, don't—I don't know. Yeah, I don't he, know from stats, man. So.
3: Yeah, I get on the PJ Tour stats website. You know their their stats thing every once in a while, and I'm I'm pretty sure he was hanging out at the top. Okay. Yeah, I mean looking down upon all the other non-putting fools, according and, to him, right?
0: And it, and it it works for him. I will admit that it works, and it works quite well for him. But my God, it looks so uncomfortable. I mean, it can't be that uncomfortable, or he couldn't
3: do it. I would think. But he had a few people come to me, and they said. Teach me how to putt like him. There's four people so far.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Teach me how to putt like him. And and I asked them and I asked him a simple question. How much are you willing to practice your yeah. putting? Well, well, not very much. I'm like, well, then why change from what you are? Yeah. Well, he seems to make a lot. And I said, well, guess what? He <laughs> putts a lot of them too. Yeah. So let's not factor out in your thoughts about. You know, I want to change styles, and therefore they'll just go in. It's not just the style. It's the work that's put into it as well. Yeah. I mean, let's never forget all of these guys in whatever it is that they're doing. They didn't just get to be great by just changing a method. And that method always works. No, it's there's some repetitions that go along with they that. They learn how to use <laughs> that method. Forget.
0: Yeah, they you learn how to use the method. It's it's. I mean, how many people... Started putting without looking at the ball, but only looking at the hole after um, uh, my good friend, what's his name, uh, started doing that on tour.
3: You mean Jordan Spieth?
0: Jordan Spieth. That is, ever, ever since Jordan Spieth started telling people that inside of eight feet, he only looked at the hole. He didn't look at the ball when he was putting. And I, everybody said, well, oh, that must work. I mean, I've even had some people saying, well, listen, when you throw a baseball, you don't watch the ball. You look at where you want to throw it. I'm going, Yeah. This ain't baseball. <laughs> you know <laughs> There's a couple little other
3: things going on here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I tried it. Yeah, maybe maybe it it communicates better with your brain if your brain is constantly making the calculations of its X feet and you know the incline is X degrees and you should hit it this strong or whatever. Um, but I never found anything. Again, I never sat there and tried it. 300, 400 times in a row for two and a half hours on a practice green prior to doing anything else. I mean, it's-
3: And that's a big deal, right? Think about, what, a couple months ago, Rory wins a tournament. I don't know if a couple months ago, maybe it was just a month ago. Time flies and I don't pay attention to the tour that much. So mm-hmm. I remember that Phil won the PGA, but yeah. you know, it was before that. <laughs> right. Rory wins, and I think the stats were – I think he was inside of six feet. He was 52 for 52. Woo! Interestingly enough, there's been some videos um, on the PJ Tour's, like, Facebook page or some, something like that where Rory actually – they showed his, his putting practice. And you know, nobody asked me about Rory's putting practice to get that good, mm-hmm. but they asked me to teach him, teach me how to putt like Bryson does.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, okay. So they don't want to put in that kind of effort, but they want to just change the style.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again,
3: I think Rory's putting routine was pretty impressive on how many in a row he made mm-hmm. before he'd leave the green. It was yeah. kind of ridiculous, really. I mean, remember
0: remember basketball camp where you couldn't get off the court until you sunk, what, 20, 25 free throws in a row? And if you're at 24 and you missed 25, you went back to zero and started all over again. Yep. <laughs> um, that, kind, that kind of approach the, the is what there, it takes.
3: Right. The goal there is pretty simple. Learn to put yourself under that kind of pressure in practice and then you can perform it when it's time. Yeah. In play. Yeah. In tournaments. Right. When it matters to you.
0: Yeah. You can call upon it because it's it's no more pressure than you have during practice, because um, you know what you're doing and that that whole mind game thing with the with the added pressure. If you put pressure on yourself when you practice. And also, I I've, I think I'm going to have a, a a t-shirt made, just with the motto on it. This is practice makes perfect. Unless you're playing golf. Because <laughs> I don't think there is any perfect in a game of golf. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I think it's pretty difficult, honestly, to find the right way to practice. But boy, I can tell you, there's a lot of wrong ways to practice. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that one in in the next segment because I, I I'm helping a lot of players do it better, okay? Do it differently. Cool. Learn to practice.
0: Cool. Yeah, because uh, the practice routines are really paramount to 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 ingraining the technique. Because I, I hate the term muscle memory, but in golf, doing everything the same way, finding what the right way is, and then doing it repeatedly that way. For you is very important in the game of golf. Yeah,
3: it's just learning how to make it automatic.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's do that then. The wrong way to practice. We'll talk about it when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND golf guys. WKND golf guys on Twitter. say the perfect end to a round of golf is, of course, a round of drinks. What do you prefer to drink? You know, a lot of us in the past few years have been going with the Arnold Palmer. You know, that combination of brewed iced tea and lemonade. Some people say, well, it's not quite enough of a kick. Well, how about this? Arnold Palmer spiked. The same fresh brewed tea, the same real fruit juice with 5% ABV. Now you're talking. It is going to be your go-to drink all summer long. You can have it at the lake, on the links, anywhere you're going to be this summer. Nothing beats an Arnold Palmer Spiked for refreshment. Tastes so good. Find Arnold Palmer Spiked in a store near you at ArnoldPalmerSpiked.com. That'll tell you where to go to get it. Or you can go to Drizzly and Instacart and look for it there. That's arnoldpalmerspikes.com slash golfguys. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air.
2: Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call (laughs) 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
0: And it is Ask Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana, according to Golf Digest Magazine, and all the people who take lessons from him. So you would be hard-pressed to find anybody better than Jeff at doing what he's about to do, which is explain the wrong way to practice. What do we got, Jeff?
3: You know, there's a few people that have talked to me recently about you know, how to get better. And if their technique is good, but they still don't manage to put it together on the golf course, they come to me and I know on the driving range, they're hitting good balls. Their technique works. And yet they can't seem to take it to the course. And then I ask them what's going on inside of their head. And then they start to tell me things. And they tell me that they're thinking about this and thinking about that and wondering about X, Y, or Z in their swing. And two things come to mind right away. Number one, it's not automatic. They don't have autopilot switch on. Mm-hmm. at all they're still in in manual driver's seat mode right and they're not on autopilot and they can't get to autopilot because they don't trust autopilot which means that they haven't seen themselves perform well under pressure they haven't done it enough times in a row they haven't created the right scenario in practice so that when it got to the golf course it just seemed like oh of course that's going to happen for example when I talk about this, I talk about making their practice harder. I know you're, you're sitting back in your chair, John, going, you just talked me into practicing some. Now you're talking to me about making practice harder. Some people are just never satisfied. And that's the point. You just mentioned it. The people who want to get good are not satisfied. Yeah. And the people who want to be great are always pushing themselves always they're going to hit more free throws than everybody else they're going to take more batting practice than everybody else they're going to throw that football through that tire down running down the field more than everybody else and they are going to hit more golf shots than everybody else right because the person who gains confidence if they only gain it through the activity themselves right itself that's it you can't just go buy it and you sure can't just go yep I'm here now. Yeah. Therefore my confidence is high with a golf club in my hand. So all things are good. I'm happy. Let's go play golf.
0: Yeah. Bravado only works on the golf course until you hit your first bad shot Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you just fall and, apart.
3: And then you're like, okay, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the player who practices badly and they think that driving to the golf course and getting a bucket of balls once a week, maybe, sorry, I'm, not looking directly into the camera at this point, <laughs> am I? John? Maybe. Notice, the, notice I put the maybe in there.
0: Maybe. Right. Yeah. Appreciate it.
3: And then strike some balls and kind of go through a few in the short ones and a few in the medium ones and a few in the long ones and then kind of go, yeah, I think I got it now. The answer to that player is no, you don't. Because that kind of practice isn't really practice. That's just exercise. How many of
0: us, in fact, just a couple of times ago, I was was playing with a couple of buddies and we're on the the practice green prior to the tea time. And the one, one of the guys I was with took maybe six shots. The last three, he sunk from like 12 feet, eight feet and six feet or whatever. And he picked them up and he said, I'm not going to leave all my good putts out here. And he went back and sat in the cart. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, okay, I can do this now.
3: Yeah. What he, what he was saying to himself out loud is I just got lucky and I don't want to screw it up and I don't want to see myself get worse. So I'm going to stop while I'm ahead.
0: That's it. I'm going to go out there knowing that I'm putting good today.
3: Or at least not damage the psyche when he begins to see more of them not go in. Right. <laughs> right. Think of it as, it's it's like, just... okay, I'm batting 500 now. I'm good. Nobody yeah. bats 500. I'll, I'll go. I'll be done now. I'll hang up my cleats call it a career, put me in the hall of fame, folks, I'm done. Yeah. Now I'll go be an announcer.
0: <laughs> but most most of the that. time when he's hitting eight foot putts, it's for like bogey. <laughs>
3: so, right.
0: You know, that's, he's, he's not that close, but I digress. The point is,
3: is that, you know, I asked people what kind of things that, that constitute practice for them and they somewhat describe what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to the golf course and you know, I got time to go once a week and they'll basically say, I'm willing to be at the golf course for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and um, call that practice. I'm like, well, what are you getting out of that? Well, I'm, I'm hitting balls and I know I can do this. I'm like, okay, are the balls going right where you want? Well, they're close. They, <laughs> are they going the right distance? I don't know. I can't tell. It's a driving range. We don't have the yardages out there. I'm like, yeah, you do because there's targets. Mm -hmm. of some kind and you've got a rangefinder. you just don't reach into your bag you go wow that was really too short of that you see so you got to kind of figure this out and really kind of quantify some of your practice because you see the golf course is very quantifiable john that green is 142 yards away from you right now Mm -hmm. and that bunker is 128 right so if you cover that bunker and fly it more than 128 it'll bounce and roll on that green and get near that flag at 142 yeah So the point is, if you don't define your practice and judge yourself based on those kind of clear, defined things as they are on the golf course, your performance doesn't change. Well, I don't know. I was hitting it seemingly okay on the range, but I'm never on the greens. Well, you don't, since you don't know how far you're hitting the thing on the range, how do you really know how far you're going to hit it on the golf course?
0: And also a, a good shot on the range could be in the rough on either side on a fairway on a golf course.
3: Yeah. And at the same time, it also is not mentally the same thing. So we have to create the scenario and practice that emulates or is actually harder than the mental situation that you find yourself on the golf course. So let's just say, um, John, that you're out there playing with intrepid producer Mark and he pops yet another one down the fairway and it's the final hole. And you guys are having a friendly little discussion With a hot dog riding on it. (laughs) And he's one up on you on the 18th hole, and he's just popped another one right down the middle of the fairway as he is designed to do. Yeah. Trained to do. Yeah. And now you're standing there with that in your head, going, Oh crap, I'm one down. And he's again in the stinking fairway. And I'm about to oh intrepid producer a hot dog at the end of this round of golf
0: which is going to kill me i
3: don't play well right now yep that's a whole scenario that is real
2: yeah yeah
3: so you might want to start to practice under scenarios like that turn this into basketball for a second every kid who shoots baskets. shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots shoots out in the driveway until somebody drags him off the the driveway, right? Right. He'll be out there till midnight. You know what he's doing? He's training for the big shot, isn't he?
0: Oh, I mean, it's NCAA finals, uh, two seconds left, tie score.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. It's always that one. It's always the final shot. It's always the big one, the turnaround, the fall away, the – Herky jerk move with the one arm hook and all that other, whatever it is that he's practicing.
0: Or you're in the bottom of the ninth with bases loaded and two outs. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's what Let's kids see. do to themselves all the time, man.
3: They're, they're right. They're mentally practicing for the moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. The kid throwing the football in the backyard through the branches of the trees, you know, mm-hmm. he's practicing for the moment. Yeah. But I don't think that golfers practice for the moment very well or very often at all. I think that they're bad at creating a scenario that they are going to face on the golf course. I think they're bad at creating something because I think sometimes they're afraid of practicing that in their scenario. And what I think is that they blame the physical. Meaning? The the physical end is what we see happen. Okay. All right. So let's just say that it's a parent watching their child play in a junior golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And they say stuff to me like, you know, his golf swing doesn't hold up on the last four holes. He tends to make swing mistakes. Then like, really? It only happens then, huh? Oh yeah. He's playing great through the rest of the round. And then all of a sudden, right when it matters, his swing doesn't hold off. We need to alt- overhaul his swing. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a minute. <laughs> How about we kind of look under the hood a little bit here, folks? Yeah,
0: overhaul his mindset just a tad.
3: Yeah. What, why is that? Why is it that you start to see different performance? Is it possible that there's an emotional influence going on? Is it possible that it's something else? Is it possible that they haven't trained themselves to perform anything under pressure? Yeah. I work with some fellows who are um, retired military. And you know what they are? They're really good under pressure. Mm -hmm. I wonder why.
0: Because they've been trained to be.
3: Huh? And it, it, It makes me wonder, in our fun little social game that sometimes we take seriously and sometimes we take too seriously, if we would train ourselves to be better under pressure, we would probably be better under pressure. (laughs) You think? (laughs) I know. It just seems to make sense that way. But the the reality of it is, is that I don't think people practice well at all. I don't think they're mindful in their practice. Mm -hmm. I think it's merely exercise that most people go through. They go get themselves a medium to large size bucket of balls and they don't really change the scenario. No, they just, many of them will hack away from the same place.
0: Yeah. They swing for the fences, man.
3: And never go get a weird lie and play off of that. And never go throw a ball down into the rough put a ball below their feet or above their feet. They won't practice those things. They won't practice short shots because, oh, those just look too easy. And yet they smash it off the tee and they smash it up near the green, miss it, and then they walk off with a six because they didn't hit it very well on that short little one that they never think about practicing because, ah, that's just too easy of a shot. It's small. Why should I practice that?
0: I was playing with a couple of uh very good golfers um on Sunday at Purgatory. They they could yep. hit the ball, they could hit the ball a mile. Uh, but again, not terribly accurately, at which point I said, Hey, you guys, you uh you need to go uh you need to go to those weekendgolfguys.com and listen to last week's episode. Okay. <laughs> but one of the things <clears throat> that they did not do well at all, which is one of the things that most of us don't do well at all, is chipping when you're two three feet off the surface in taller rough those yeah. i mean you're sculling them and chunking them They're, you know now and again they'd get close and they hit a good one and everyone said oh, all right good chip and i go yeah thanks wish i could do that more often um but that's one of the things that nobody ever practices that everybody should practice maybe the first yeah, thing they, they should practice, practice. That. Well, it's a short de- shot, man. Depends on how well you want to score the next time you're out there playing for money, man. Because <laughs> <You> mm-hmm. <know? laughs> that's the shot that'll kill you. You know? Yeah.
3: You know, so. it's funny. I can identify who I want to play against real fast. Okay. So here Just here by watching them
0: by watching them on the practice tee? Oh, absolutely. Okay.
3: Um, here I am at Timbergate, and I got... I'm sitting in the golf studio right now. And as I, I look out the windows and the doors, it looks right out on the short game practice area. Mm-hmm. And I rarely see a lot of people over there. Okay. So when I see guys who come out here and hit a lot of golf balls on the range, mm-hmm. and I never see them on the short game area and rarely ever see them on the putting green.
2: <laughs>
3: bet them. <laughs>
0: Hey, dude, let's play. (laughs) Gotcha. Because
3: that means that they're practicing golf swing, which means they're probably playing golf swing. Yeah. Instead of practicing hitting great shots around the greens Mm -hmm. and playing like a real player does. Yeah. They're out there working on a golf swing.
0: Hopefully, you have learned something. Go out and practice mo better, because then you'll play mo better. We got a little more to talk about. We'll be right back and do it. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. So once again, my neighbor, Ralph, comes over. I'm cooking out some Omaha steaks. He's there. Oh, man. Man, I have got to get me some of this stuff. It is the best steak I've ever had. And I said, Ralph, because you are my friend, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to give you a deal. I want you to go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter the keyword Golf Guys in the search bar. Order Dad's Best Grill Pack. You are going to get 28 of Omaha Steaks' favorite entrees, including filets, chicken breasts, pork chops, and they're going to throw in eight free filet mignon burgers for only ninety nine ninety nine. plus you get those caramel apple tartlets, which I have yet to share with you, and you're not going to share one with anybody either. This is an unbelievable offer, 59% savings, and these packages, as you can imagine, are selling out fast so don't wait go to omaha use the keyword golf guys and order the dad's best grill pack ommaha keyword golf guys for 59 percent savings and eight free filet mignon burgers rouse and his make sure you get yours today.
1: Texting rolls you in recurring automated text messages message and data rates may apply. Hi I'm Frank Thomas the big Hurt. after I left baseball I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to turns out once you hit 40 your body has less free testosterone
0: To get your complimentary bottle, text SPARK to three two one three two one. That's S P A R K to three two one three two one. We are those weekend golf guys yet again, coming to the close of another hour together this week. Uh, again, don't don't practice bad. Which most people do. We had a real flowery title for it. It'll come back to me soon. But uh, (laughs) the the idea you get. I heard one thing, however, and I want to get you to react to it real quickly because we only have a few minutes here. But somebody said the problem with most golfers is they try to hit the ball. They don't try to swing.
3: Oh, that's very true. right? Okay. Because that's a a thing, right? That people's emotions are tied to the strike. Mm Mm-hmm. They want to hit it well. I get a lot of players that text me how well they're hitting it and how poorly they're hitting it. And they rarely talk about how they pitched it and chipped it and putted it. Mm-hmm. But they talk a lot about how the strike is. What's it feel like? Struck it like crap today. Or, man, I was flushing it today, right? And that's what golfers do. Their emotional state is tied to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely that's the biggie and you that's think if practice too
0: if we just practice the swing more and knew new the the subtle subtle nuances yeah. of the difference They want
3: to hit it man yeah They want to hit it
0: man they i don't guess don't want
3: to tap it they want to hit it
0: so we also have now the problem like you said we we went from i don't need no stinking practice to okay maybe i should a little bit and now i mean you're know, like you're know, like making a life's work out of it man
3: well, I'm not saying you can't have fun with this, John. Come on
0: now. <laughs> but that does, creating those scenarios does sound like a way to alleviate the boredom of just hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting.
3: Well, it you, does. It occupies your mind. It gives you purpose.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you bring a friend along. Maybe you get a free hot dog out of the deal.
3: That's a good idea. Play yeah. for something. Practice yeah. for something, right? Yeah. How about this? Practice for a play and, you know, you're practicing and how many shots, how many good shots you can hit in a certain batch, right? Against the other guy and have the outcome be the club cleaning at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to clean my clubs <laughs> mm-hmm. for no tip, no tip for you. <laughs> <laughs> Those go there. Anytime you get the urge, you can catch the latest shows. You can catch all the way back to the beginning. If you're of a mind to, a lot of great information, a lot of great guests we've had. Check them out. Facebook.com slash Golf Guys. Go there and follow us. Practice, practice correctly. Practice with an idea to get better. And then, and only then, go play some
2: golf.